Today God is here. He's going to set us free. Woo! Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Here we go. Clap your hands, everybody. Make a joyful noise. Come on.
Turn to your neighbor and say, you look good, praising God. Hallelujah. That's right. Why don't we lift up our hands this morning? Oh, God, we say in your word, as we draw near to you, you are drawing near to us. So, God, today, as you come in your presence, come and meet with us.
Let's lift our hands and talk to the Lord. Let's invite Jesus to come and sit on the throne of our hearts. You are the Lord, our God, forever. Only you, Lord. Only you, Lord. We belong to you. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Come and rule and reign. Come and take your place in our lives. Jesus, we surrender all to you this morning. Place in our lives, yes. Love and service, 
Jesus, this morning we present ourselves a living sacrifice before the altar. A body you have prepared for us to do your will, O God. We belong to you, Jesus. This morning, come and rule and reign in this hall. Come and take your place as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We live our life for you. We want to serve you for the rest of our lives. So come and manifest your glory in us, we ask. We give you all our praise and our worship in advance. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's people shout, Amen. 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 Let's give the Lord Jesus a big hand clap. Give him a great shout this morning. Feel the presence of the Lord here. I know that when the name of Jesus is high and lifted up, He's going to manifest His glory. Something good is going to happen. Are you all ready for the Word of God? How many of you are blessed these few sessions already? Please put our hands together one more time. Welcome, Pastor Mike Connell. Okay, praise the Lord. Great, we're in for another great day. Amen. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to come today. We welcome you to come and touch our lives. To bring great deliverances and healings. We welcome you today. We thank you for what you did yesterday. We thank you for much more today. We give you all the honor. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's be seated. Well, we're all ready to go. <laughs> we were talking yesterday about how evil spirits enter people. And uh, one of the things we need to understand if we're going to help people is how do the demons get in in the first place? And once they're in, how do you identify they're there? And how do you get them to come out? So we're learning about these things. And we saw in uh, Ephesians 4.27, the Bible says, do not give any place to the devil. And so a place is a foothold or a legal ground for spirits to come in. So don't give any legal foothold for a demon to come in. And now we're starting to look at some of the legal footholds that evil spirits used to come in. And there's quite a number of them. So we're going to work through some of them and I'll give you a list of them. And then we'll look at the question, how can you tell if a spirit has got into a person? What do they do? And process, how do we get people free? So we saw 
Number one thing we looked at was generational iniquity and curses. 首先看到的是历代的罪孽和咒诅。And we looked in Exodus 20 verses 1 to 5. 看的是出埃及记二十章一到五节。And we found that、uh, certain sins have generational consequences. 发现到一些罪呢是有历代的后果。Now I can't develop all of these. But I've just given you enough to give you an, a realize that. One first place to look is generational curses. This is not complete instruction. But you can see that the area of occult or involvement with spiritism. And we identified divination or various forms of fortune telling. And various forms of sorcery. And divination was trying to obtain knowledge or information from the spirit world. Sorcery was trying to get power or magic from the spirit world. And of course, related to that is idolatry and various other forms of occult behaviors. 当然还有其他呢，有关就是一些巫术的行为啊，像拜偶像等等的问题。So it's always easy to tell. If someone has been involved in those areas, 很容易看得出呢，有人参与在这个方面。It's always easy to tell if there's a problem that comes out of generational occult idolatry or personal occult idolatry. 你总是可以看到呢，是历代或者是个人拜偶像咒诅的问题。Because the person will be conscious of spirits. 因为这个人会意识到邪灵的。So the kinds of things that would be happening would be, they see a ghost or they see a spirit in their room. Or they hear voices talking to them. Or they have noises, things move at night, or things move around. Or they wake up and there's heaviness heaviness over them. they wake at night and feel like someone's choking them, trying to kill them. Or even some spirits will molest people sexually at night time. Or they'll have a a spirit like a friend that works with them. Sometimes people get involved with these because they're just lonely. But if you've been involved in the occult, you'll always have those kinds of troubling behaviors. And when it comes to spiritual things of God, there'll be confusion and turmoil. So if you become aware any person has got spirit manifestations happening in and around them. You're almost certain there's either generational issues or occultic issues. So, if you see someone But some sins become a habit or a pattern, and then a demonic spirit enters in and establishes a stronghold. So I want to list some common patterns of sin. 
that open a doorway for spirits once the person continues down that path. And uh, when you're going to help the person, they have to deal with their issue of sin properly. It's no use just casting the demon out if the person won't address the issue of sin, the legal ground the demon uses. So, for example, hatred is a gateway for spirits to come in. Hate. In 1 John 2.11, it says, He that hates his brother walks in darkness, and he doesn't know what he stumbles. Said, he that hates his brother is a murderer. So, a lot of people are not conscious of hate. But it comes through in the way they treat people. And so in families, you can have in women and families an immense hatred of men. And, and hatred manifests with a spirit of murder. It, it away the life. So when you're exposed to it, you just always feel uh, shut down or cold or dead. And so uh, hatred will always find a way to the surface when it sits in someone's heart. Although many times I've, 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 I've talked to a person, I said, you've got hatred in your heart, and they said, no, I haven't. I had one man I was just talking to the other day, and I began to just paint a mental picture for him and get him to think about it. And immediately said, I hate that. I said, Did you just hear what you said? And he said, No, what did I say? I said, You said how much you hate that. And I said, You've got a massive unresolved uh, issue in your heart over this matter. But it was when his feelings were stirred, when I got his imagination stirred, he suddenly connected to the feelings. So sometimes there are hatred spirits that run in men against women. And sometimes there are hatred spirits run in women against men. So for example, if a woman has been abused by a man, one of her reactions usually is to hate all men. And then a spirit of hatred against men begins to defile all their relationships with men. Another uh, doorway for spirits is the area of unforgiveness. It's probably good if we just look at Jesus' teaching on that. Matthew chapter 18. Matthew 18. And we'll pick it up in verse 25. Uh, 34 and 35. Now, this is the story of Jesus of uh, Jesus' telling about forgiveness. And uh, he, he talks about, the question comes up, how many times should I forgive? I've got a very mean father. How many times should I forgive him? 
啊，我应该饶恕几次呢？我的爸爸真的很糟糕。Times, big deal, seven times. 七次吗？其实很了不起啊。Jesus no seventy times seven. 没有，耶稣说七十个七次。In other words, forgiveness needs to be part of your life. 换句话说呢，饶恕是你生命的一部分。So what he goes on, then he tells the story. You know the story. 他继续讲了一个故事，你也知道这个故事吗 ？Of the man who had a huge debt. 这个人呢，他欠了很大的债务。Now the debt mounts to about twelve hundred ounces of gold. That's Millions upon millions of dollars. It's a big deal. And he, he comes to the master, and the master is going to throw him in prison. He comes to the master, and the master is going to throw him in prison. Please forgive me. Have mercy. I'll pay. The debt is so big he can never repay. This debt is really big. He can never repay. But the master has compassion and releases the debt. That master has compassion and releases the debt. No debt. You don't owe me anything. And so the man's very happy. He's released from the debt. Ah, this man is very happy. So then he goes away, and he meets a fellow servant. When he goes away, he meets another servant. And the fellow servant owes him a hundred denarii. This man owes him a hundred denarii. Denarii is about one day's wage. So maybe a hundred dollars. You know, so it's not a lot of money. He says, "Pay what you owe." He says, "Please, please, please, show me some mercy." I pay it back. No, he put him in jail. And the master heard about that. And he became very angry, and he called the servant back. Now notice what he says. Should not you have had compassion on your fellow servant? Just like I had compassion on you. And his master was angry and delivered him to the tormentors until he should pay all that was due. So will my heavenly Father do to each of you if, from your heart, you do not forgive each one his brother his trespasses. Now this is a major warning about unforgiveness. This is a major warning about unforgiveness. And it's by Jesus Himself. The tormentors here are demonic spirits. And what He's saying is, the man who would not forgive ended up. Being in debt to his own bondage, and he ended up being tormented. He said, "The one who forgives the person will become his own debtor and will be tormented." And Jesus applies it to his disciples, his followers. And he said, "My Father in heaven will do that to you." He said, "My Father in heaven will do that to you." He said, "My Father in heaven will do that to you." He said, "My Father in heaven will do that to you." He said, "My Father in heaven will do that to you." He said, "My Father in heaven will do that to you." He said, "My Father in heaven will do that to you." He said, "My Father in heaven will do that to you." He said, "My Father in heaven will do that to you." He said, "My Father in heaven will do that to you." He said, "My Father in heaven will do that to you." Unforgiveness is a major legal ground for demons to enter into your life. 不饶恕呢是邪灵可以进入你生命的一个合法地位。Or put it another way, if you hold unforgiveness in your heart, evil spirits have a right to stay. 邪灵还没有权利留在里面。Why is this so important? 这为何那么重要呢？ Uh, it's, it's not an easy one to get an explanation on it, but this is what I think is why it's like this. When you come to God and you ask Him forgiveness, what you are asking is to be released from judgment and to come into grace. So when you receive forgiveness, you are receiving the grace, the goodness of God. And God intends that you live in grace. But grace is not just something that is given or you receive. 
Judgment means I see the fault, condemn the person, and pass a punishment. So what Uh, or verse 14, Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. 
looking carefully, lest anyone falls short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springs up and cause trouble, and by this many people become defiled. 他说呢，你又要谨慎，恐怕有人失了神的恩，恐怕有毒根生出来扰乱你们，因此叫众人沾啊沾染污秽。Uh, notice here it says we are actively to pursue peace in our relationships. And purity in our heart. Because this is crucial for walking with God. And then it says to be very, very careful. And notice what it says: lest we fall from the grace of God and a root of bitterness comes up. 你看到、哦、他说恐怕有人失了神的恩，有毒根生出来。Bitterness is that we defile all our relationships. Bitterness is like a poison in your soul. 而结果是我们会污秽所有的关系。毒啊呃毒呢，就像是我们身上的一个毒一样。And, and bitterness poisons the relationships we have. 苦毒呢，会让我们的一个关系像是中毒一样。A person who harbors unforgiveness can become quite bitter. The word bitter means to be sour. 苦毒的意思呢，其实是酸的意思。It can show on your face. It sometimes shows on people's faces, especially as they get older. 有时候在脸上看得到哦，特别是年纪越来越大。Especially in women, when they get older, if they're bitter, it actually shows around the mouth. You can almost see it on their face. 特别是女性哦，她们年纪越大呢，如果有苦毒的话呢，脸上真的是可以看得到的嘞。And so bitterness also means to rebel. So we rebel against God's way and become sour inside instead of having a sweet spirit. We are rebelling against God's way. Men who are bitter defile their family with bitterness. Women who are bitter defile their family with bitterness. And closely connected to this is what is called bitter root judgments. And this is very close to what is called bitter root judgments. Just have a look in Matthew chapter seven now. Look at Matthew seven verse nine. It's very important you understand these things because when you are dealing with people and trying to set them free, you will have to deal with the issues of the heart. You have to understand these things because when you are dealing with people and trying to set them free, you will have to deal with the issues of the heart. In Matthew chapter seven, in Matthew chapter seven, Matthew chapter seven, he says, "Do not judge, lest you be judged. The judgment you judge, you will be judged. The measure you use, it will be measured back to yourself." He says, "Do not judge, lest you be judged. The judgment you judge, you will be judged. The measure you use, it will be measured back to yourself." He says, "Do not judge, lest you be judged. The judgment you judge, you will be judged. The measure you use, it will be measured back to yourself." He says, "Do not judge, lest you be judged. The judgment you judge, you will be judged. The measure you use, it will be measured back to yourself." He says, "Do not judge, lest you be judged. The judgment you judge, you will be judged. The measure you use, it will be measured back to yourself." He says, "Do not judge, lest you be judged. The judgment you judge, you will be judged." First, remove the beam from your own eye, and you see clearly, and remove the speck from your brother's eye. 先去掉自己眼中的两目，然后才能看得清楚。去掉你弟兄眼中的刺。All right then. So what he's saying simply is this. 好，他说的是呢。Is that when we judge, 当我们论断 ，we unlock a cycle of judgment against ourselves. 我们启动的是呢，对于自己的论断的循环。So in every situation in life, we can either bring grace to it, 我们可以带来恩典 ，or judgment. 
if we bring grace, we stay in a flow of the grace of God and grace comes back to us. And therefore punish in some kind of way. You reap a cycle of judgment in your life. And the thing you have judged tends to repeat in your life. It's quite easy, often true that the people who are most critical of something turn out to be doing it themselves. So how this shows up most commonly is when a child is hurt by a parent. Now, in Ephesians 6, verse 1 and 2, God is very clear. Honor your mother and father that it may go well for you in life and you live long. Okay, so this is a commandment with a promise. This是第一个命令的带着应许。是第一个命令的带着应许。So and also you'll have troubles in relationships in life. Because you set in place a cycle of bitter sowing and reaping. So a man who judges his father will end up just like him. A man who judges his mother will end up with a woman just like her. Some if a person had judged his father, what would it sound like? What would they have said? That have said something like this. Never trust a man. Men will always do this. Never trust a woman. Because women will always do this. So when you hear the word always, there's a judgment that this is mixed in with. 
就是里面有一个论断了。You always do this.啊，你每次都这样。Men always do that.男人每次都这样。Women always do that.女人总是这样。This always happens to me.这每次发生在我身上。These are evidences that there is a judgment in operation.这个是呢，证实里面有论断的问题。Judgment is like a negative faith; it will pull what you expect into your life. 而论断这样一个负面的信心一样把你所期待的带到你的生命里面来 Seen that already. Ephesians 4:26. Immediately before it says, "Don't give place to the devil," it says, "Be angry, but don't sin." Everyone feels angry at times. We get angry when our goals get blocked. Don't 很多时候我一个文化呢觉得每个人要表现很好看起来很好但都埋在里面了 The Bible says, "A rebellious man, a cruel messenger, will be sent against him." Rebellion是指的是那些因为惧怕而被拒绝的人。Often, if a person believes they've been rejected or unloved for some reason, they can rebel against the people they think are responsible. And the rebellion can be a strong outward. No, I won't, and it's a, it's very out there. Or the rebellion can be like a passive rebellion, where the person just resists. I'll do it my way, my time, when I want, how I want, not quite what you want. Shows up sometimes in dress and various codes of behaviour, but the person's quietly rebelling. 
Under rebellion is usually a deep sense of being rejected. Rebellion opens the door for wicked spirits to come. Another doorway that opens the way for spirits is the area of fantasy. Matthew 6:22, Jesus said, "If you lust after a woman in your heart, you have committed adultery with her." Fantasy can open the doorway for spirits to come in. Now God has given us an imagination. So using your imagination is a good thing to do. And everyone daydreams a bit. You know, you're doing something, your mind goes away, and you think about yourself doing something else. Think about a holiday. But for many people, their daydreams, it's like a world of fantasy that you can live in where you are in control. You never lose in your daydreams. In your, in your fantasy, you're always the winner. You're the one who wins. You're a woman, you daydream about romance. And with men, well, they'll daydream about all sorts of other things or fantasize about women. But the misuse of our imagination can open the doorway for demons to come in. So pornography would be a major doorway that would open up a person's life, a misuse of the imagination. So a key issue around these sins, these are habitual sins. They don't see much each one, but gradually they accumulate and become like a river flowing in the person's life. When these things operate in your life and are not resolved, doorways for spirits to enrage you and fill your life. And I have prayed for some people, and they were so full of rage. When we began to pray for them, that you could see the whole body just tense up. And, and you could tell it's like a volcano about to explode. The rage and hate and emotion that's buried. And, and then they just become violent when you confront the spirits inside them. I've prayed for both men and women and seen just spirits of rage and hate rise up. And they, were, and they were some of the nicest people you've ever met. But they had learnt to bury it all. Now, in some cultures, people express things a lot. Proverbs sort of a saying I understand in Chinese that ten years is not too long to wait for revenge. But that, that describes something within the culture then. 
That we will smile and be nice. That we won't forget. One day we'll get even. So revenge in the heart means there's deep bitterness and unforgiveness. And the problem is it opens the door for spirits. And will break out in your relationships. And eventually affect your relationships. And I have no doubt that there are many here today. And this is exactly what your problem is. And you need to open your heart and let Jesus forgive you and help you in this area. And we'll lead you in, a, in an altar call to do this. But of course, while you're sitting here in Bible school, loving on Jesus, you're not conscious of it. I just love Jesus so much. Just here to just serve him and love him and sing a lovely song. I'll just serve you all my life. But inside, I hate my father, my mother, and all the stuff going on. You've got to get all of that out of you, you know. So we need to pull it all up. So how do we deal with the issue of forgiveness? Forgiveness is a decision and a process. Forgiveness is a decision and a process. It's a decision. You've got to keep making it. It's an act of your will to choose to forgive. But it requires the engagement with your heart. Notice what Jesus said in Matthew 18:35, "From your heart, forgive." So if you're going to be ministering to people to help them, you need to have heart transformation, not just they pray a little prayer. So for example, you have a, a woman who's been abused by some man. And she's obviously very angry and quite bitter about it all. So you say, hey, you must forgive. Now she feels very angry. And she can see, yes, you say, see, Bible, must forgive. So now you bash her with the Bible. Must forgive. I think I want to kill you. Now you see, there's a problem. You can't just make a person forgive. Okay, you pray this prayer after me then. I forgive. And the person says, I forgive. Their, their heart is not in this matter at all. So you got them to say the prayer, but their heart was never changed. Before a person forgives from the heart, they must acknowledge the pain and the damage. They must acknowledge that they've got pain. So if a person has buried all the pain, and they deny that they're really hurt, their words will only come from their head. In such a situation where a person is deeply hurt, you need them to connect with their pain so they actually know what they're letting go. See, if I said, look, you know, I'm sorry, I've broken something of yours, please forgive me. 
所以我们要问他的亏损是什么 to someone who listen and say it's okay to feel like that. It's all right to feel angry. What happened to you was wrong. When a person is able to share their feelings and their feelings are validated, Then the Bible says, be angry, So I say, how, how angry are you? On a scale of 1 to 10, how angry? 10, you want to kill. 1, you can get over it. 9. <laughs> Whoa, okay. That. So you get the person to just share their feelings. Because when they've had a chance to talk what happened and how they felt, you can then move them to be willing to forgive. But forgiveness is the next step. First step, identify what's happened. Second step, how you felt, how it impacted you. Third step, forgive. Now, most people try and leave out the middle step. And so their forgiveness is not deep. It's just like from the head. So how does the person get in touch with the feelings? There are a couple of ways. One is to just talk and tell the story. And remember what happened. Because as you remember what happens, you start to, the feelings start to come again. The other way is to write the story. journal. Journaling helps you connect with how you feel. So, for example, if you have a major breach with a father, or with a mother, could be all many kinds of reasons why. And then you read, I need to honor my father. You hear that at church? I've got to honor. Chinese culture must honor. Listen to your heart. I hate. So you have to bring a resolution in your heart. 
。因此，你心中要定义。And one of the ways to bring the resolution， 其中一个方式是呢 ，is to bring your feelings to the surface。你的感受要浮现。Not just to be tough and endure and shut your feelings down， but to let them come up。So you grieve over them. Not just to be very strong, then you have to hold the feelings back. One way to do that is to write a letter. Another way is to write a journal. Write a letter to the person. You write a letter to the person. Now they're never to receive it or even see it. You and they are not to see it. This will be disastrous. That will be disastrous. The letter is not for them. This letter is not for them. Even though it's written to them. The letter is to help you engage in what is really going on in your heart. This letter is to help you engage in what is really going on in your heart. God already knows. You're the one who doesn't. You're the one who's holding it all down. And the moment you, so if you, so perhaps. A father abandoned his family, committed adultery, and the family went through immense financial hardship, and everyone's plans and lives were ruined. 可能是夫妻犯了奸淫，遗弃了家庭，家庭经过很大的一个金钱的问题，每个人的生命都毁了。你如何连接你的感受？是要把信给写出来呢，像跟夫妻说话一样。The goal is just to find a way to get the feelings out of your heart. Just to find a way to get the feelings out of your heart. Just to find a way to get the feelings out of your heart. Just to find a way to get the feelings out of your heart. Just to find a way to get the feelings out of your heart. Just to find a way to get the feelings out of your heart. Just to find a way to get the feelings out of your heart. Just to find a way to get the feelings out of your heart. Just to find a way to get the feelings out of your heart. Just to find a way to get the feelings out of your heart. Just to find a way to get the feelings out of your heart. Just to find a way to get the feelings out of your heart. Just to find a way to get the feelings out of your heart. Just to find a way to get the feelings out of your heart. Just to find a way to get the feelings out of your heart. Just to find a way to get the feelings out of your heart. Just to find a way to get the feelings out of your heart. Just to find a way to get the feelings out of your heart. Just to find a way to get the feelings out of your heart. Just to find a way to get the feelings out of your heart. Just to find a way to get the feelings out of your heart. Just to find a way to get the feelings out of your heart. Just to find a way to get the feelings out of your heart. Just to find As you start to connect with the bad things, your mind will suddenly flick. Oh, he wasn't that bad. He did this good thing. Your mind will suddenly flick. Oh, he wasn't that bad. He did this good thing. Your mind will suddenly flick. Oh, he wasn't that bad. He did this good thing. Your mind will suddenly flick. Oh, he wasn't that bad. He did this good thing. Your mind will suddenly flick. Oh, he wasn't that bad. He did this good thing. Your mind will suddenly flick. Oh, he wasn't that bad. He did this Contributed to my life. You can say, "Father or mother, I thank you for all you've done." Just write down the things you really value. You write down what they've done that's helped you. 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 What happened and how it's affected you. When you write good things, you write what happened to you. Tell your story from the heart. And you might be surprised how angry it looks. That's what's in your heart. God already knows it. He just desires you to face the truth. And often, when you write, you begin to feel the feelings of it and grieve and weep. You begin to feel the feelings of it and grieve and weep. You begin to feel the feelings of it and grieve and weep. You begin to feel the feelings of it and grieve and weep. You begin to feel the feelings of it and grieve and weep. You begin to feel the feelings of it and grieve and weep. You begin to feel the feelings of it and grieve and weep. You begin to feel the feelings of it and grieve and weep. You begin to feel the feelings of it and grieve and weep. You begin to feel the feelings of it and grieve and weep. You begin to feel the feelings of it and grieve and weep. You begin to feel the feelings of it and grieve and weep. You begin to feel the feelings of it and grieve and weep. You begin to feel the feelings of it and grieve and weep. You begin to feel the feelings of it and grieve and weep. You begin to feel the feelings of it and grieve and weep. You begin to feel the feelings of it and grieve and weep. You begin to feel the feelings of it and grieve and weep. You begin to feel the feelings of it and grieve and weep. You begin to feel the feelings of And I thank God for you and bless you. Why should I thank you and bless you? And you have to turn from death to life. 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 You have to turn from death to
可能一次过呢不容易做到。It may not be easy to do it on the one day. 可能啊一天很难做到。Two or three attempts. 可能需要两三次的时间。Because as you attempt to do it, 因为当你尝试这么做 ，it's like there's a block. 就像哎被拦住了。Because you have buried the pain so much. 因为这个痛呢深深埋在里面，你就发现祷告。You ask the Holy Spirit to help you remember. 求圣灵帮你记起来。And then just write it out. 你把它给写下来，你就开始发现这个东西会浮现了。You it and over it and had your tears, 讲完之后呢 ？I forgive you, I bless you, I renounce all judgments against you, and pray for God's blessing on you. 你哀伤哭了之后呢？我饶恕你，我释放你，我祝福你。It doesn't even matter if the person's dead; you can still do it. 这个人即使死了呢，你也可以这么做。Sometimes. A parent has died, and the child still not moved on from the anger at the dead parent. 有时候呢，这个父母已经过世了，但这个孩子呢，还是怀有对他父母亲的一个恨。Or child committed suicide, and the parent is angry at what they've done, and have never moved on from this death. 或者是一个孩子自杀呢，他的父母亲还是生气，还是怎么做呢？还没有离开。Unforgiveness can so tie you to a person that demons just come in and keep tormenting you all your life. 不饶恕呢，可以将你这个人连接，邪灵可以一直进来攻击你的。So、grieve, and then let release forgiveness, and then we broke the soul ties, and the demons come out straight away. 我还甚至跟人家去过坟墓呢，让他们做饶恕的工作，让我们可以打破魂结，邪、so、灵就离开了。Releasing forgiveness is a crucial part of unlocking your heart and moving into grace. 饶恕呢是一个很重要的部分，帮你启动你的心，进入到恩典。God, 你想要留在神的恩典里面，你要愿意施恩典。Instead of judging them, condemning them, and harboring bitterness in your heart， 不是论断他们，定他们的罪，心中怀有恨恶。Bless them, honor them. 饶恕他们，祝福他们，尊敬他们。You know life, 你知道你从死亡来到生命。你现在的心呢，可以开始来爱人了。Now, love, 我说爱呢，不代表说你一定要信靠。Forgiving a person does not mean I forget everything that happened. 饶恕不代表说我要忘记一切。Some things that happened are so bad you can never forget them. 有些事情真的很糟糕，你不可能忘记的。But the pain 但这个痛可以离开。So forgiveness does not mean I forget. 饶恕不代表说我忘记。Forgiveness does not mean I automatically trust you. 饶恕也不代表说呢，我自动的会相信你。Forgiveness means I've just got rid of the past debt. 饶恕呢，就是我已经脱离过去的债务了。But unless your character changes, you may continue to behave the same way, and I may have to keep forgiving. 除非你品格改变，你可能会有一直同样的行为。So、me, 我可能要继续饶恕。Trust you, I would need to know that you have repented and heard my heart and are willing to change. 如果我要相信你的话，你必须要悔改。我知道呢，你了解我的心，你愿意改变。Otherwise, I know that you will be consistently like you are, and I just have to accept that's how you are and protect my heart from being hurt. 不然的话呢，我知道你会一直这样。那么我要保护我的心，不让自己再受伤害。So forgiveness sometimes requires that we set boundaries that the person cannot hurt us anymore. 饶恕有时候需要我们设立界限，让这个人不可以再伤害我们了。So for example, if a person is in a violent situation, 比如说一个人在一个暴力的情况 ，a spouse or someone is beating them and they're continually being injured. 
Yes, they're forgiven, but they go back and it's the same situation. Then they must make a decision. The decision is never about whether I forgive or not. I forgive so I stay in grace. I forgive so I can walk with God. Okay? But now what do I do about this situation? Well, there's a number of things I can do. One, I can enter into confrontation to bring it to change. Two, I can walk away. And walking away may cost me something. But that's something you have to get wisdom from God on what you do, whether you stay or go. Said, if they persecute you here, go there. <laughs> so in, in our country, whenever there's an abusive situation, the person is the first and highest priority. So we say the first thing is to be removed from the abusive situation so that you're able to be safe. Now, in many families, there are financial complications and all sorts of difficulties around that. But the of forgiveness and blessing is one of the biggest things for you to welcome and embrace in your life. Okay, now just before we go on to any more teaching around this area, why don't we just ask the Holy Spirit now to just drop into your heart the names of any person that you need to release forgiveness towards. So we just pray quietly in tongues together. And just allow your mind to just reach out and the Holy Spirit will just drop the person's name or face just to you like that. So as you think about, as you think about your father, is there a wall in your heart? Is there some things you need to forgive? Have you judged him? Failing, falling short, not being, not being good enough or adequate or meeting your standards. So have you judged him and found fault with him? I really struggle with my own father. He was never able to speak words of love and affection to me. And then I discovered that he had had a major breakdown after four and a half years fighting in the front in the Second World War. And the Lord spoke to me and he said this, you are expecting him to do something he cannot. You're wanting him to express love in the way you want. It's like asking a man with a broken leg to run. He just can't do it. So what you can do is stop judging him and forgive him and bless him and honor him. That's your gift to him. He says, if you'll do that, I'll work on his life. So I had to let go of my disappointments and renounce my judgments and just choose to honor and value my father for who he is. So perhaps it's your father, perhaps it's your mother, 
可能是爸爸，可能是妈妈。Her her, 而你只找他的问题，论断他，或者是你们两个之间有冲突。每一次在一起都很紧张的情况。你需要怎么做？可能是家人，可能是出卖你的人。教会里面总是会有你投资在他们身上，他们却背叛你。你生气吗？你放开了吗？你心中有愤怒吗？有苦毒吗？你想到家人心中有苦毒吗？有没有人出卖了你？这个人是谁呢？是 someone you've been in relationship with and they were unfaithful to you. 可能是曾经交往中的人对你不忠心。那个人是谁？当你想的时候呢，是否可以称颂神，为他们祷告？你可以在思想上面想到一个人，为他们祷告，求神祝福他们。你可以感觉从心中流露的。你知道你已经没有不饶恕了。But if you don't want to think about people, you're avoiding something that's painful. If you're trying to avoid people, you're avoiding something that's painful in your heart. If you don't want to talk to someone, you're avoiding facing something painful in your heart. So what is it you don't want to face? Wouldn't today be a good day to face that? Someone who's betrayed you, hurt you, abused you in some way, taken advantage of you, abandoned you, mistreated you, sharp words that hurt you, criticized you, perhaps it's a parent scolding you. The words were like a lash that cut into your body. Teacher that humiliated you. As you begin to think, you just shudder as you think of that painful experience. When you think of that painful experience, that's the person you need to forgive. This is you need to forgive. All right, let's just open our eyes now. How many of you God brought someone to mind? Look at that, so many people. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Isn't it? Someone immediately came to mind. It's quite surprising how quick the person comes to mind. If you just open to the Lord, suddenly the picture will come just like that. And some of you may have found that the moment the picture of the person came, you started to reason and argue. Oh, it's not really that bad. But it's too late. The Holy Ghost has already brought it to your attention. And because he brought it to your attention, you've got an issue. So you're willing to face the issue and deal with it. Amen. Okay then. Oh, so I could have an altar call now, but we're going to leave it for the second session. It gives you a little bit of time for this to kind of work around inside you. To cook a little. <laughs> okay, why don't we all just stand up, pray in tongues, then we'll sit down. And we'll look at one other doorway. Cool.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy Ghost, we just welcome you to come. We thank you, Lord, you're speaking to our hearts. We thank you for your presence here right now. We thank you, Lord, there's many lives you're wanting to touch. Just keep the music going. Just let the music flow. I want to just stand in a place of worship. You know, the moment they started to play some music, I could feel a spirit of grief rise up. But there's many of you here grieving over broken relationships. It's not just unforgiveness. But there's tremendous grief. Grief is an interesting thing. Because initially when we, we only grieve over something that's special that we lost. You don't grieve over the death of a stranger. Grieve over the death of someone near to you. And I can feel right now spirit of grief. We grieve when we're attached to someone or something. taken away from us. Grief is quite normal. But if we don't resolve our grief, a spirit of grief and death comes over us. And I just sense God is going to set some people free. Let's just keep reaching out to Him now. The first phase of grief is shock. We can't believe something's happened. So for a moment, we can see, yes, it's happened, and then, no, it hasn't happened. It can't be real. So the first phase of grief is shock, it's unreal. Then the second is we begin to be angry. How could this happen? This is not fear that's happened to me. It's not fear my father died. It's not fear he abandoned us. It's not fear I was treated that way. It's not fear that this opportunity was taken from me. It's not fear what happened to me. And so we become angry. And then we look for someone to blame. So we'll blame this one or blame that one. We just need someone to blame for why we're so angry. And then there's a period of sadness. Finally, we come to accept and to move on in our process. We accept that this is finished. It's a loss and we have to just let it go. And I sense for many of you there's grief and there's losses in your life. Relationships you hope would be and they never worked out. Tremendous grief with it. Anger and disappointment. Walls built in your heart. And God would help you right now. Jesus is a man acquainted with sorrows and grief. He carried our griefs, he carried our sorrows. Some of you have got great griefs from your family. Abusive families, destructive families, broken families. Families that put such pressure on you. It's impossible for you to fulfill it all. Tried so hard. And still never approved of. Some of you here have struggled so much. To get approval. 
They have a father just say, "Well done, I'm so proud of you." They have a mother say, "I love you. You're doing so well." But it never happened. There were just words, "You're not good enough." Why aren't you like your brother? Why aren't you like your sister? Why can't you get better than that? Some of you experienced. Words that cut into your heart. And you've been brave on the outside. But in your heart, there's not so. In your heart, you've been cut to shreds. And there's just such a sadness inside. I think there's just a number of people struggling with grief right now. Over broken relationships, broken dreams, lost hopes. And we should just pray for you right now. Why don't you just come forward now? Just lift your hands to the Lord. Just let the Lord help us. You've lost someone dear to you. Someone's gone. Perhaps it was a grandfather you were very close to. Family life was so very difficult. But you were close to a grandfather. Close to a grandmother. And they've just gone from you. Perhaps it's your mother you miss, or a father. There's just an area of your life that you're grieving. Come on, just come on. There's quite a number, really. Wow. Okay, then just continue worship. I want you to begin to think about that person. And if you're angry as you think about them. Start to release forgiveness right now. Keep your eyes closed and use your imagination. Begin to see the person or see the situation. See what it is that you've been grieving over. And make a decision to forgive, to let go. For some of you, it's a parent who died when you were very young. Why did they leave me? Why did they leave me? It's been such a struggle on my own. Why did my father leave me? Perhaps you were abandoned. Why did my mother leave me? Why did she do this? We'll never get an answer to why. You just need to grieve and release forgiveness. Release forgiveness from your heart. Just let it go now. Let it go right now. That's right. Begin to speak it out. Perhaps it's a relationship that meant so much. Say, God, my heart was broken. I thought I'd marry this person. And after they used me, they just abandoned me. They just left me. Like an old used toy. And I'm left with a heart broken. Jesus, heal my heart. That's right. Come on, just reach out to the Lord right now. No spectators, just worshiping God. Allowing the grief to come up. There it is, there it is, presence of God. Jesus loves you. He's moved with compassion. He loves you. He understands your loss. He wants to touch you. Like he touched the leper. He wants to touch you. He wants to heal your broken heart. He wants to help 
That's right, just let your heart open up to him. Let him be your grief. It felt like you were all alone. There's been a loneliness in your life. But Jesus said, I'll never leave you. You're never going to be alone. I am with you. I won't abandon you like others have abandoned you. I won't reject you. I won't cast you away like others have cast you away. They used you up and then they discarded you. It's like you've expired past your use-by date. Jesus said, I'll never do that. I love you. I want to heal you. I want you to follow me in a very simple prayer. Jesus, I open my heart to you now. I am grieving and broken. I ask you to set me free from this grief and sorrow. From my heart, I forgive. I release forgiveness to each person who's rejected me, abandoned me, or used me in some way, or betrayed me. I forgive them now. Lord, set me free from grief, bitterness. I forgive my father. I forgive my mother. I bless them. Now, Lord, set me free. Let's begin to reach out and worship Him. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I come against the spirit of grief, grief, rejection, death, bitterness, hatred, abandonment. Go, go in Jesus' name. Loose in Jesus' name. Spirit of death, loose. 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 Let it go, let it go. 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 Let it go.
just be patient while we're getting to pray for you. While you're waiting, just worship. Just let your heart be open to the Lord. Or be supportive of someone else. There's not just demons, there's a lot of emotions and grief coming up. And sometimes people just need to be hugged. So if someone looks like they're breaking down and crying, just give them a hug and hold them. And when it's your time, just come forward for prayer. God, we can do this. Some of you who are waiting, if you can make your way to the front. That's right, just make your way right If someone's on the floor weeping, while you're waiting, why don't you just touch them? Let's make our way through, right through to the front. Now, not all of this is demons. A lot of this is just grief in the heart. Because of people's hearts being broken. Let's believe God together for a great move of the Spirit. To Thank you, Lord. Let's continue to flow into this lovely worship flow. That's right, as long as we lift up our voices, we sing again, oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus.